What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 54 of The Extra Slice, brought to you by the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaPlatt. Joining me, as always, we have the mayor of Stardew Valley and Eorzea and Crawfish, Chris Montabano. God damn it, Capcom, I love ya. We got the most degenerate squid in the sea, soon to be on my plate, Jalen Roberts. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we got the Akatsuki Durag who ain't finna be eating any of this, so more for me, Madrid Devon. Okay, is this episode 54 or is it episode 198? Open your third hour, brother. I think it's close. It'll be closed at least until next week. Who knows how the news will go. But we got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Live pricing debacle, GameStop stonks, the Resident Evil 8 showcase that turned into just an entire Resident Evil fucking power 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about Vicarious Visions and the Activision Blizzard power dynamic. And we're going to be talking about this KOTOR rumor that's been going around. Because I was talking mad shit about Star Wars games, but, you know, I might be down for a new KOTOR. So, have you played the? have you played any of them? Any of what? Coder. No. But I, I... You know me in graphics and fidelity and... Like, if I... I can get KOTOR on my phone. Like, that's something we've established a while ago. I could go download KOTOR 1 and 2 off the App Store right now and pair a controller to my phone and do that. That could totally be a thing that I could then do. do it. Or I could wait a couple years... I, sh- I could actually play Jedi Fallen Order now that it has, like, a next-gen... It- <sighs> I don't want to get into this whole next-gen patch versus update thing that I... The rabbit hole I've been falling down lately. Because... Oh, fuck. We gotta talk about the PlayStation Plus games this month, too. Because they really hoed me this month. <laughs> <sighs> it so, the PlayStation like Plus... Yourself, Somewhat, you know, but it, it it be like that. It just hurt especially bad this time. I just kind of had to like... Refund it. De- huh? Refund it. Y'all be acting like just because you can easily refund Cyberpunk and they did that for Maneater. Y'all act like PlayStation be wanting to give you back your money. PlayStation's you, like, nah, you, you bought it? the fucking game. When'd you buy it? Like, Black Friday? Oh. I thought she bought yeah. it like a month ago. Oh, well, I mean, no. You're, you're, you're probably fucked. Yeah, I mean, you know. But, so the PlayStation Plus titles coming to North America the day after a lot of people will hear this. So, first Tuesday of February, we mm-hmm. are getting... We knew Destruction All-Stars was coming out. There was a state of play for it. I didn't have enough time slash mental bandwidth to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... We're getting Destruction All-Stars as our PS5 game. And then, despite me being super wrong about Maneater last month, this month we're getting Control on PS4 and PS5, the Ultimate Edition, with all the DLC. So, even though I got Control around Black Friday, the Ultimate Edition, so I could get the next gen. Because I got that and Doom Eternal. And I was like, alright, I'm getting these for the cheap. And watch, they're going to fucking give us Doom Eternal probably in March, because the first week of March, <laughs> I think, is when the fucking Doom Eternal patch comes out, so... Probably. It's super fun on that, but 
Yeah, I was stocking up on last-gen games that are getting free next-gen upgrades, so, like, Cyberpunk is in that pile, and a few other games are in that pile. But And then the one game we're getting that's a PS4 exclusive for this month is Concrete Genie, which is a game that I am semi-curious about. Am I curious enough to play it? Probably not, but, you know... I'll have it in my library. It'll just mm-hmm. go in the pile of 700-plus games. <laughs> I'm creeping to 800, so, you know, it'll just be what it's going to be with that. But, yeah, What's any of you guys, of those how are y'all play? feeling about the offering this month from PlayStation Plus? Tight. Control, yeah, I, get is, to play, I didn't buy it, so. This is definitely a legit, like, crop of games. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I also have control. I don't think I have the what's this the deluxe edition, the ultimate edition. The ultimate edition. So the version you have does not get a free next gen upgrade, but if you claim this version from PlayStation Plus, when yeah, you get a PS Five, the next gen version will just be available to you. So that is cool. There is that benefit, and all the DLCs in it. I don't know if the save transfers, because I know the Doom Eternal save transfers, but I'm just waiting to play Doom Eternal on PS5 native, like, 120 frames per second, just, like, eye-bleedingly gorgeous, but, yeah. Who knows? Like, I feel like we knew Destruction All-Stars was coming, and that was one that I was like, oh, yeah, that's great that that's coming to PlayStation Plus, because... This game would have died on the vine because it was $70 as a launch title. And the people I knew who were ordering it were just buying it to buy a PlayStation 5 game. It wasn't even to like Mm -hmm. because they said that this really looked like a good game they were going to play. But I mean, for it being free on PlayStation Plus, the sucky thing about all these early PlayStation Plus offerings for PS5 is when the majority of people can get their hands on a PS5, these games won't be free, so it'll be really hard to convince somebody to buy Destruction All-Stars later on down the road, after it's free for this month. But, you know, we'll see. Um, Jalen, how you? what do you think? I know your PSN avatar is Destruction All-Stars, but that's probably because it was one of the only women of color you could find to set as your PSN avatar. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, (laughs) I don't really see myself playing anything off of uh, PlayStation Plus this month, because I've already started playing Control on PC, and I don't have a PS5 to be playing the PS5 game, so, eh, that's about it. And yeah, Concrete Genie no, up nobody's alley. <clears throat> I'll give it a try, just because. Yeah, I mean, it's free, so why not? Seems quick. I mean, the amount of PlayStation Plus games that I've added to my library because they're free, so why not, and just never even installed or opened, is just I saw obscene. that list probably a lot, most of them today. Well, yeah. you I By the time you were like actually involved in the list... We should have scrolled up to the top to see what that count is at, but I'm not about to boot up my PS5 just to look at that arbitrary <laughs> number. Mm-hmm. But I can verify it is over 700. 
on a bad day. <laughs> on a bad day. <laughs> right, if you're starting, like, so on PS4 it includes demos and shit like that. So PS5, they group stuff together. So it's like Devil May Cry 5, instead of it being listed twice, mm-hmm. it's like, because I have the PS4 version and the PS5 version, and those are separate purchases, it's still one thing. And, like... I hit a lot of the demos and betas from, like, my purchase list on PS4 because it would just... Loading that list on PS4 was just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd scroll and be like, you're going to sit here for five minutes and hope what you're looking for is in these next eight games I'm going to show you. <laughs> so I started, like, I was like, betas, demos, <laughs> fucking... All this shit is just going to get hidden from this list. So it's not cluttering up this shit but now some games are on my list on PS5 that I only played the beta for or something like that and it's like why why are you why are you acting like I own this game I played the beta did not want to play the game and I'm waiting on it to go on stupid sale so I could play it because I've been watching too many MCU movies <laughs> <laughs> I mean I feel that Alright, so speaking of PS5 games and just my general PlayStation library, one of the games that it says that I have, even though I don't have and I only have the demo for, is Resident Evil 8, (laughs) which I was like, I'm not interested in playing this demo, but I know Chris will be all over it, and so scheduled a time for Chris to come over today to not only experience the PS5 hands-on for the first time, but to play through the entirety of the Resident Evil 8 Village Maiden demo. Chris, how do you feel about it? Uh, so, I guess it wasn't like, did they say it was just like a visual demo? Yes. They said this is just to showcase the ray tracing and the graphical improvements that are possible on the PS5. I guess I missed that because all I heard was demo and then PS5 and I just immediately went to like, hey, yo, Anton, let me get your PS5 for a second because I want to play this demo. Um, But so going into it and just actually seeing the PS5 and its capabilities and since it was a visual demo, obviously you got everything that the PS5 could possibly give you without it trying to like... Be like because that's what it was trying to do, and it was fucking beautiful. Just first of all, like putting my hands on the controller, that I just in seeing the PS5, I was like, I can wait. I can still wait, but now I don't want to wait as long. That's my first impression for the PS5. But the demo, this game is gonna be fucked up, just based on everything I'm seeing, what they're using, the lighting. I mean, you could obviously see what Capcom was trying to do with RE Engine and now getting better and better with every single game. They have perfected it, and I'm seeing that. And, God, I'm... I never thought Game of the Year was going to be a a visual demo until I get this game. It was just beautiful. Right, the, sound, the game comes out this year. You can't even... It's not even... But... The game comes out, and he just, I'm like, yeah, I just preferred the demo. Like, Yeah, I just, just that's all smoother. I need. <laughs> I mean, it ends perfectly. 
<laughs> I think you finally got the clutch claw joke that I put in the Discord like weeks ago. I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, it had to have been like last Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. It had to be like the day of the Resident Evil showcase yeah. that I put that. I was like, oh yeah, it's a clutch claw from Iceman. Mm-hmm. And you, you got it you at the last the second of the demo. No? Uh, but you pretty much are Ethan, I guess trying to escape and you go through this dungeon area and you see the lighting of the how kind of messed up they're going to do you could pretty much see a lot of things hanging themselves half corpses traps of medieval times of torture devices and all that and then you get into the main area of the mansion and you're now being chased by vampires or kind of being chased by vampires you hear their voices with surround sound which was pretty tight and you see the bat lady and what she could possibly do and next thing you know you're opening up the door as you think you're going to escape from this castle and you're just hoisted up into the air by a 10 foot woman by a giant woman and you just it's tight I loved every second of it Itadori would have been all over it I was I literally walked around and just like looked at every little kind of like every little detail of the de- of the like tra- demo that I possibly could. Just Does like, she step on you? No. No. She, not yet. Not you're playing. Yet. <laughs> you're playing as a girl that's actually trying to escape, not somebody who'd be a willing participant. Okay. In the stepping on. So, process. do you think they're going to actually make Ethan a character? Because from what I see, he's just pretty much non-existent. He's a character. He's he has a whole backstory and everything. What's his backstory? Oh, or not backstory. He has a forward story. I don't know. He's in the lore. He's with I mean, Chris this Redfield. is his story. Yeah. This is his tragedy. I think this entire thing is called the tragedy of Ethan Winters, or at least something for the demo is called that. It's. What would you rate him tragedy. on a character scale of all the characters? Or uh, would you rank him? I actually I would put him high up there because he's already over the bullshit, but somehow knows more, somehow knows how to do things better than these characters who've been doing it for a very long time. Does he say things? Well, also there's the whole suspicious thing of we don't like. You don't know, yeah. You there's don't that whole rumor his... that Ethan worked for Umbrella back in the day. Yeah. So this wasn't his first rodeo. Yeah, I mean, okay. is that a so rumor? Or is that just something they said to make him sound more interesting? It's a conspiracy. It's all a rumor. No one so knows something, who. It's something Ethan. that a fan fabricated just just to make him seem cooler in their yes, eyes. Yes, because you don't break into, you don't lose your girlfriend for all of like three years or something like that, and go into the basement of this mansion that looks fucking decrepit in in Louisiana. And see a dead potty and just be like, what the fuck is this? And then keep moving. That's not something that happens. It's been three years since she went missing? Yeah, she just fell off the face of the planet. And then she sends you a letter saying she's alive. Specifically telling you not to go look for her, looking for her. I'm yes. like, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for you. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. So, outside of the Resident Evil 8 Maiden demo that now you've had the ability to play, and I mean, 
I don't feel like there's much we can take from the demo, considering it's no combat. No. It's no inventory like, management. It's I feel no, like it was just to, just to, literally just to show off the mansion. Just like, yo, check this out. Yeah, kind Look of Look at these like, graphics. It's on a PlayStation 5. Ooh. It's beautiful. Look how smooth it is. So, I mean, outside it, of the- it is nice to see that universe, because you've seen Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake, but, like, Resident Evil 7 did not look that good. Granted, it was the start of the RE engine, but facial expressions looked terrible. Mia was ugly as shit. Um, I mean, not purposely. Not purposely. Um, the Baker family, granted, they were supposed to look deformed and a little messed up, but I, I mean, big, tall vampire women look way better than fucking crazy ass down country boil did she look better than mr x graphically yeah good all right so outside of that we there was a whole 20 minute resident evil showcase last week the day Mm -hmm. after the podcast recording what are some of your takeaways from that because i watched the entirety of it and felt like they just kind of got off on the wrong foot and weren't. I don't know. I feel like overall, mm-hmm. and not this is coming from a non-Resident Evil fan. I feel like if I were a Resident Evil fan, the majority of those announcements were terrible. Well, uh, the thing about it is, as a Resident Evil fan, you came for Village. That was it. Like, yeah. you came for Village. Everything else is just side dishes. Are you talking about our reverse? Well, the, reverse. that, the movie... Oh, I don't care about the movie. I don't think I care about a Resident Evil movie ever. Ever after, since they were, like, But this destroyed. is a movie outside of the Jovaverse, right? I... Yes. Thank you. This is more. This know. movie is more in line with, like, Degradation and the other ones. Yeah. All the animated ones. Yeah. But it was like, we came here for Village. Yeah. Everything else was just like, oh, cool. Exactly what I watched this for. And everything they showed, as far as Village goes, spot on. It is. Right. Demo released that day. Footage. Like, yeah. Did y'all claim the free PSN avatar I dropped in the Discord? Have you not seen the avatar? On yeah. P- no. no, not on PSN, Chris. I have not seen your <laughs> avatar on PSN. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah. Shit, where were we at? We were just talking about like how you feel about the other announcements, like Reverse. Reverse seems And then like the it... Division 2 content and stuff like that. Oh, that's fun for people who are RE fans and Division 2 fans. I mean, that's kind of cool. People still play the Division 2? Yeah, it's getting a... The same day it gets the Resident Evil content, it's getting a next-gen patch. Which means there's not going to be a PS5 version. It's just going to actually use the CPU and GPU of the PS5 to run the game better. How many people are going to be playing it, though? Dog, I... So I downloaded The Division 2 onto my PS5 the other day. And when I tell you it took me like 30 minutes... 
to get into the game, and by the time I got there, I was like, fuck this shit, closed the game and deleted it. <laughs> Why did it take so long to get into it? Because it's loading. It's like... All the PS5 games was just like instantaneous loads. I like sh- was showing Chris some of the mm. things on PS5. I'm like, oh, so what's happening right now is you've loaded into this map before anybody else, and now you're just waiting for other people to load. I was like, yeah, you probably didn't even notice the loading bar, but it because mm-hmm. it was only there for like a second. But yeah. The amount of time I just sat there and the division's like connecting to servers and it just has like this bar that's fill or like this circle that's filling in up mm-hmm. to a hundred percent. And when I no joke thirty fucking minutes from opening that game on my dashboard to being over the shoulder of my character, I was like, nah, fuck this. I can't. Cause it was like the first couple of those loading screens wasn't that terrible. But then by the time it was like, it's like, okay, do you want to continue or new game or whatever? And I hit continue and then it did another one and I legitimately walked out the room and came back and it wasn't done. I was just like, so hopefully this patch, even though I won't be running it off the SSD, like it's probably a better experience if you're loading that game off the SSD, but... The Division 2 is too big of a game to take up precious SSD space that could be used on actual PS5 games. Because, mm-hmm. like, even Jedi Fallen Order, like, one of the issues with that game was load times, but I've seen improved loading versus the PS4. Like, I watched somebody play that game pretty much exclusively on PS4, and I noticed that running off of my external hard drive on my PS5, it loaded faster. So... Um... But... Back to Resident Evil. Uh... The Priorities. Re- the reverse... It's free, so that's cool. I might play it. I didn't Did play... You? I didn't okay. ever played what came out with Resident Evil 3. I don't even know... I forgot what it's even called. Resistance? Was that it? Yeah, there we go. Yes. Uh, this one's just like a shooter where you're like, I guess, team deathmatch kind of way. But once you die, you turn into one of the infected and then you go killing people as like Nemesis or Jake Baker. And I don't know. It looks fun if you're just not taking... If you take survival horror out of it and you're just playing a shooting game with all your favorite survival horror. So... Like, Characters? Have you ever enjoyed a... Because I remember Resident Evil... They've been trying to do this since Resident Evil 5. Like, I remember that was a big part of the Gold Edition when I got Resident Evil yeah. 5. I've never really enjoyed this. Shit. They've been <laughs> nah. trying to do this since PS2. Why do they keep trying? A small because fan base? Like, they I think want a, the variety. Yeah, I think a small They're fan smaller base games liked. you can pump out faster than a really compressed atmospheric experience Mm -hmm. but i mean that the thing about these is it's separate teams developing them because they're coming out simultaneously with like these actual big releases because they've now done it like just in the last few years they did it with resident evil 3 remake and now they're doing it with resident evil 8 and the thing is 
I don't see anybody playing these. Like, I feel like Chris is the target audience for a, like, Resident Evil multiplayer shooter. But, but even not, he's not interested. It's not built to be that. Right? Like, the way they build the game, and if you're going to play, have the game, this multiplayer, play the same way it plays in its single-player form, it's not bit built to be a shooter. It's built to be a survival horror game. So I it just like every time they've tried to do tried to do this, I think resistance was the best way they could possibly they they did it the best way they possibly could. You're actually on a team trying to get out in these different scenarios instead but- of trying to shoot each other. Right. This looks like they put like a Borderlands filter on it. Yeah. Like a doesn't... wannabe cell shaded and it's like the maps are like this, this shit doesn't this shit doesn't look good. It's that cell shading. This don't work. Turn it's... it off. Turn the filter off. They tried to pull a Borderlands, like Borderlands made the decision last minute to make it cell shaded and that was one of the reasons they need people to gravitated the to the original Borderlands. And this it seems like they tried to do the same thing, but nobody's it's attracting literally nobody. They need to flip that shit back off. Be like, all right, no, it's regular again. Here you go. Yeah, I mean that's what uh, that's what the Resident Evil's been for the last few years has just been its atmosphere. So you're gonna put some weird shading over the atmosphere of you already have these models built up. You already have fucking the police department of Raccoon City built. Why the fuck are you? That can't be the it? only map, right? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm. Tr- I think they probably don't even have this. They're probably just like trying to code this out as fast as possible because it doesn't even look like there had never been rumors about this game coming out. So them showing this, I was like, what the fuck? I've never even heard of this coming out. You even he- you at least heard of rumors of Resistance coming out. Yeah. Are you in like the alpha for this? Is this something you're going to try? I was like, maybe don't release it with Resident Evil 8 and just give it, make it a free game later. No, they're going to get people who don't buy Resident Evil 8 to pay for this shit at some point. And there are going to be people out there that buy it. And I want to hear from those people. Yo, hit me up. My Twitter DM should be open. What is that Resident Evil game that was like Resident Evil Umbrella? Outbreak? Oh, Umbrella Chronicles? No, the Umbrella Chronicles? Yeah, that game is terrible, but people bought it. And people, some people, like it. It's like admitting you I like mean, Nickelback. I will say this I about Umbrella this. Chronicles. There was something there to love with Umbrella Chronicles. Like, that, like, it, it, like Umbrella Chronicles wasn't trying to be something it wasn't. It was like, well, no, it was... that. Those would have been the best uh, Jokerverse games because it was just like we're just gonna be part of umbrella we're gonna be evil we're gonna be running around doing stupid shit because that's what umbrella does every single time that's all they do that's all they ever did like umbrella never made a good decision Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. speaking of making bad decisions xbox had the bright idea to double the price of xbox live gold last week it this all uh, took place over the span of 24 hours like xbox 
started off by doubling the price of Xbox Live Gold. So the cheapest way to get Xbox Live Gold would have been $120 for a year. And that would have been by buying two $60 six month Xbox Live memberships. And so that made it basically more expensive than Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Or along the same pricing because Game Pass Ultimate is the only version of Game Pass that comes with online multiplayer. Yep. So it kind of put it in line with that pricing model, but the difference is Game Pass Ultimate also gives you a shit ton of games on Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. So they did that, and they then they immediately like people flipped the fuck out about it. There were podcasts recorded about it. There were entire op-ed articles put out there of like why the fuck Microsoft has been trying to be for the gamers and they just did this anti-consumer move in the middle of a panorama and just it was just bad the most bad press that Xbox has had like if they had just stuck with this it would have been terrible yeah for them just they had to pull a 180 and like oh shit alright our bad shit but what I didn't know was that you couldn't play free-to-play games unless you had Xbox uh, Live. Yeah, Xbox Live Gold, so... Xbox Live... Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, they're free-to-play. Yeah, there was... So you that can, was standard play, over on PlayStation. Is it? Don't you have to have PlayStation Plus to, like, play Apex Online? No. Really? Anybody yeah. can play Apex, Fortnite, any of those. Apex, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, Rocket League. There's so basically when PlayStation introduced PlayStation Plus and was like, okay, you're gonna have to start paying to play online. One of their caveats was, we're gonna let you, we're gonna make you pay to play online, but if it's a free to play game, it's free to play. So there were people that I knew that before I got into Fortnite would just play Fortnite because they didn't want to pay for PlayStation Plus. Oh. And so they just used their PS4 to play Fortnite and got really into it and really good at it because that was pretty much their only option. Like, now you have Spellbreak, you have Rogue Company. Like, the list of free-to-play games on PlayStation is surprisingly, like, far-reaching. Yeah. So... All these games, though, like, you know, I'll play, I'll hop on Fortnite on any platform and just play, Mm -hmm. but up until this week, you were unable to play Fortnite on Xbox if you did not have Xbox Live Gold. Despite it being a free-to-play game, you had to pay for their subscription to play it online. Mm -hmm. So I know there were people who were out there playing, using their Xbox... To play Fortnite, paying $60 a year just for Xbox Live Gold, which probably took a huge, like, especially with these kids, it's like a huge chunk of their gaming money. Like, if you're playing a free-to-play game and you're a kid, like, obviously you don't have, your $60 a year is an entire game's worth of, an entire single-player game, an entire, like, open world narrative game an entire you know like it could be your GTA it could be your all these different games that people buy like maybe once a year and just kind of have as a tentpole like 
a sports game. Like, let's say you play Madden. If you're a kid who plays Madden, your entire Madden budget for the year is spent pl- paying to play a free-to-play game online. I mean, where that is fair, I don't know many people who don't want to just get PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold. Well, I've, ne- so- I've never seen that situation. Even when I was like a teenager, like Xbox Live Gold... I just was like, I gotta have it. Right, but I, mean, I had point, to have it because it seems less. It's like less appealing, almost. You know, like with Game Pass being so prevalent, it's like I might as well just get Game Pass. Yeah, did well, they the raise the price ultimate? just to be like get Game Pass because it's the only thing that makes sense for you? Now. Yeah, kind well, so of. Xbox still has a promotion going on, and so this made it even more of a tangled ball of wax. Is that Xbox has a promotion where for a dollar you can convert all your Game Pass, your Xbox Live Gold time, into Game Pass Ultimate time. Huh. So no, like, that if sounds you, on the nose. Like, make that switch, make that fucking switch. Which, only, I mean, it makes sense. Just fucking make the switch. You get free games. Yeah, more free games. I mean. Xbox is just trying to be like, do you want to not pay for games? Pay a dollar, and you got games. But what about the people who aren't really paying attention to all that, and they just going like, oh, let me get, let me get my kid Xbox Live Gold or whatever, and this shit for the year, and it's like a hundred and twenty dollars as opposed to sixty. That's why you talk to your. I mean, that's, I don't know. Your game stomp? Your kid, your, I mean, <laughs> me as a kid, I knew what I needed for my game system. I did the research. I was all that. Also, I guess, talk to GameStop if they're still around by the time. Oh, yeah. You're a parent. And, <laughs> they're yeah, stonks. Talk to your, yeah. They're game stomp. You know, they're, they're like stonks. Yeah, talk to those people. Be like, do I need anything else with this? Yes. Get your kid this. It'll save you a sh- lot of money. Right, and I feel like the people that I know who work at GameStop and who are, like, dealing with these conversations... Huh? It's a panoramic. That's true. They still... They're they're considered essential. Yeah. But, uh, they're having these real-life conversations with the parent who comes in. It's like, my kid likes Xbox. It's like, well, do they have Game Pass? And, of course, they don't fucking know. (laughs) No. Which Xbox know. do they have? Do you want to try and buy them the Series S or X? Like, do they have I a mean, One X? Do like, they're they're dealing with that, but at the same time, they're also real deal recommending like, hey, instead of buying your kid this game, this game is on Game Pass. Buy them X amount of months of Game Pass, and they'll get that game plus access to a bunch of other games mm-hmm. for f- literally the same price. Like, I remember a friend of the show, Eric, he bought an Xbox One. And, like, Eric doesn't really play games like that. But Eric was like, alright, so I gotta get the Xbox. I'm gonna get, like, the Master Chief Collection. I gotta get the Gears 4 and 5. And me and Alex are just looking at this man like, just get Game Pass. All the games you're talking about wanting to play, except for Rise, Sun of Rome, which... he just wanted to play God of War, but didn't want to swallow the PlayStation pill. So he's like, I'll get Rise, Son of Rome. 
It'll be the exact <laughs> same thing. It was. The fact that he compared those two games almost like upset me. I was like, God of War is just such a good game, and Rise Son of Rome is such a launch title ass game that it's you should. It's a glorified QTE. The game. Right. God of War is anything but that. And so, yeah, outside of Rise Son of Rome, which might be on Game Pass, who the fuck knows? Like, it was a while ago. But it's a no-brainer. Like, I won't have kids of a gaming age for a very long time. Like, I don't even have any kids yet. So, like, right. if I were a parent in this situation of like my kid is getting into games and they have an Xbox, or I give them, I have a fucking Xbox One S in the bedroom. Like, if. I were in a position to just give them that shit and be like, here's Game Pass. I don't have to buy you a game. You better go play the shit you have on there. Exactly. And they're playing some of the best games on the console. They have access to the Master Chief Collection, which can teach them a whole heaping helping of the world is racist and out to get you just for the low, low price. Uh, $15 a month. And is that the ultimate price, or is that the... That's the ultimate price. The Master Chief Collection teaches you that? Not as much as Call of Duty, but there aren't any Call of Duty games. Mm. No, Call of Duty will... Not Call of Duty. Halo teaches you that it's always the church. Even in space, it's always the church. It's always the church. That's true. They got a lot of good games. That's why we have the Church of the Hammer Knife, in case y'all forgotten. Mm -mm. Never forget. Never forget. Right, but that ain't a church. That's a practice. <laughs> it's a cult. That's what it is, goddammit. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, why well, you gotta make it odd, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. I'm loud, I'm loud. I'm actually but an yeah. informant. <laughs> so Xbox backpedaled on their Xbox Live price increase. They're still... The regular price is still there, and now they're allowing free-to-play games to be played, so... Things like Fortnite and Call of Duty that are cross-progression, cross-play, cross-all that shit. Mm -hmm. I can actually load it up on my Xbox in my bedroom if I decide that's what I feel like doing. And and any Or even Rocket League. Like, any of these games that are free-to-play, cross-play, cross-progression, I can load them up and actually play them online on my Xbox. Yeah. Because legitimately, my Xbox was just there. Like, if I got my hands on some free Game Pass... I'd try out some shit on Game Pass and for me to just boot up Nier and appreciate Nier. Because I think the only like actual Xbox One games that I bought at any point like I have like Overwatch and Rare Replay and shit back there but PUBG and Nier are like the only Xbox games that I like bought bought. And backwards compatibility. There was I bought the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy on Xbox backwards compatible. Ah, uh, thirteen. That soundtrack is banging. That's a good soundtrack. Not wrong. It's a good soundtrack. Speaking of good soundtracks, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two game had a banging soundtrack, <laughs> and now the developer Vicarious Visions has been. 
moved, restructured within the Blizzard, Activision Blizzard umbrella. They... They got absorbed. They got... They got Kirby'd. You know? You said they got Kirby'd? Yeah. We're not Mm -hmm. going back to the Kirby conversation. No. Um, (laughs) I don't remember it. So there's that. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But Vicarious Visions, the developer of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and they also worked on, like, Destiny 2. They worked on Call of Duty. They've they've just kind of been an Activision support studio for a while. Mm-hmm. And they've been moved over. They've replaced Team 1 within Blizzard, which Team 1 is responsible for StarCraft 2, uh, Heroes of the Storm, and most recently, Warcraft 3 Reforged. So that team has basically been like dissolved and replaced with Vicarious Visions. And their next project that they're working on under the Blizzard umbrella is a Diablo 2 remake. And so that's good for fans of Diablo 2 because this team seems capable of actually making a legitimately good game after the disaster that was War... I don't even play Warcraft 3. So like, I don't play Warcraft at all. Do you think that's going to come out before um, whatever the name of this next Diablo is? Diablo 4. Oh, Diablo 4? No, I feel like Diablo 4 is further along. If they just kind of got put over and... Well, this is Blizzard we're talking about. Like, they announced... Like, they'll announce a game and it'll be five, six years before you hear anything else from it. They showed that shit just to appease fans. Like, yeah, that that year like that was Overwatch during the whole shit. China debacle, Hong Kong yeah. debacle. Like they had that to, was they in had to peak play some fuck Blizzard time that they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why else would they show off a game that's just a concept, i.e., Overwatch Two? The fact <laughs> that they had a playable concept. <laughs> there are people out there that have played Overwatch they on, Two. They worked on that instead of like fixing the meta or making current Overwatch salvageable. But that's 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 a different point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So vicarious visions. The thing that kind of makes this upsetting for somebody like me, while I haven't gotten into Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, that was something that I would hope they would have continued the same way. Like I know it's been between vicarious visions and Toys for Bob, the Spyro, and mm-hmm. Crash games, and like them making Crash Four. And actually doing all these different, like, interesting projects with these old IPs. I was hoping Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 would help lead us into, like, more competition for the new skate game. And actually have, like, a new golden era of skate skateboarding video games. Like, if anything, this story has made me look at Skater XL and still hope Session comes out one day. That... We could really just have like a new golden era of skateboarding games. It, yeah, I mean, they did a great but also job it's like Pro Skater Two, One and Two. So yeah, I don't like the fact that this is the cycle that keeps happening to like these good smaller teams. Like they'll drop two good projects, get bought. Mm-hmm. Drop one more project that's all right, and then the decline hits. Well, that's the thing; they weren't even bought. They weren't absorbed. They were just restructured. They were already owned by Activision Blizzard. They just got moved from the Activision side to the Blizzard side, 
and while the Blizzard side, like, its history is a lot richer and a lot, like, more storied and they have, like, stronger IPs they're working with, the Activision side honestly has been making more quality games and doing a lot better by their player bases just in the last two Call of Duties and in the, like, mm-hmm. post-Revival Crash and Spyro trilogy. Like, like they, yes, Activision did shit the bed with Call of Duty for a few years. Yes, Activision did shit the bed with Spyro and Crash in Skylanders. Well, I was going to say, it's probably like, also because... Like yeah. when you're a publisher, as long as you don't, as long as nothing gets priced egregiously and you don't say nothing stupid, it's kind of easy to like be the one that's like you've been releasing quality products. I mean, they just at least the last couple of years they have just been releasing quality. Right, products. that's the thing. We got like, a new, we got a new Crash Bandicoot game that didn't suck, and Crash Bandicoot died. A long time ago on the PS2. Right, this new Crash was fucking killing it. Right, Tony yeah, Hawk right. died a long time ago, but they brought back Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 as fucking something that people actually enjoy. Call of Duty know, was about to fucking die the, in a trash fire, and they Yeah, and made I'm hoping the they keep the quality. But Blizzard, like, so now everybody's on the Blizzard they're absorbing teams from the good side of Activision. Well, actually, Blizzard. Shadowlands has come out. Shadowlands came out, and that was fine. Like, actually, that might have been their best MMO launch. Now that I think about it, like that was the last thing Blizzard did with Shadowlands, and that that just went and did its thing and just chugging along. Yeah, but outside of that, they did Warcraft Three Reforged. They've just been shitting the bed with Overwatch. Do you like? They have all these technologies built into their launcher, and somehow Diablo and Overwatch still don't have fucking crossplay, despite all the tools being built into Battle.net for Call of Duty. I don't think, I I don't personally think that, I think crossplay on Overwatch, yes. Diablo, Diablo 3, I don't see it mattering that much. That's probably something that's going to be put in for Diablo 4. Like... Hopefully, but I have zero there, fucking there faith was, in them. I have zero faith that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are going to have crossplay. Because Blizzard's track record at this point with this type of game, despite having the tools at their disposal, are just squandering it. So what, two for two? Two out of what? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's only been two games that crossplay has, like, is a reasonable thing for and i mean yeah hearthstone has it but like i still feel like hearthstone i've been asking for hearthstone to come to switch for like four fucking ever but somehow we got overwatch on switch before we got hearthstone on like that's the thing about it is i'm gonna tell you like no it's not i mean yeah but also no why not know what you know what got me into Hearthstone? hearthstone hearthstone being available on iphone that's what got me into Hearthstone. So why is it a bad thing for them? Like they seem to have actually gotten a handle. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad is. thing. It's more of a pointless thing. I feel like it's pointless. Like there's Hearthstone's weird. Hearthstone's weird. But why? Why what? <laughs> why would? 
why is it a bad thing to just put it on Switch? I feel like that's the argument, I'm, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing to put it on Switch. I'm saying it feels like a pointless thing to put it on Switch. Why? Right, because there are a lot of people who aren't playing Hearthstone that if it came to Switch... Because I, feel, I personally title, feel like that... Because I, I personally feel like that market that is actually, that would be playing uh, Hearthstone on the Switch, while it does exist, I don't actually think it really exists. Like, I think it's more of a, you know, you're going to get a couple of downloads, that's it. It's going to play for five seconds, uh, that is, people are going to realize the meta's any- fucked, and that's going to be the end of it. If like, anything... Because that's the thing about it, like, they, throwing, Hearthstone still hasn't gotten over the, the paywall problem that they have for new players. Like, right, because you do need that's getting one of the reasons. Deck, like, yeah, like those are the things that need to be solved before you put it on something like the Switch. Well, not necessarily, not if it's cross play, cross progression, and a lot of returning players can come back. Like, just the people I know, even like people like Alana who are still playing Hearthstone currently and are just like dealing with all the issues that that game has on its own. Like, they're bringing Auto Chess to PlayStation 4. The the fact that Overwatch has an audience that plays it on Switch. There's a lot of games that... If third-party games that were struggling to find an audience other places have come to Switch and found an audience, I feel like Hearthstone is a good enough game on its own to come over to Switch. And I believe it's not. That's the crux of my argument. I've never thought Hearthstone was that good of a card game. I think I think it's I treat Hearthstone like those oversimplified fighting games. You've gotten rid of everything great about card games in an attempt to make something easily marketable. Damn, talk about it. But people want like, it. Like that's the thing. There is a demand for it. So why not? Yeah, there's also a demand for crack. It ain't good, but there's a demand. Right, but people make money off like of that, that demand, demand for crack. I feel like that, that demand change, has, that has changed tapered. a damn thing. It ain't good. That demand has tapered over the past couple of decades. And the right. demand for Hearthstone has tapered. Yeah. Oh, well. It has. I'm just saying. I, I don't know oh, how no. to transition... Speaking of crack, stocks are a lot like crack. You get one hit and then you're just in a downward spiral for the rest of your like life. It, you know it's not a downward addictive? spiral. It's more. Addictive. It's more Unless like you hit big and then you. Gambling rich. is addictive. Crack is. It, it's addictive. it's literally oh if the stock market is actually a casino you can cash out in. People started treating it like a casino you could cash in, cash out in, and that's what's going on. Well, so for anybody who doesn't know what's been going on. Reddit basically has made game Wall Street stocks. bets, you mad lads. Well, fucked with the economy again. Yeah, but this time in a way, like, I was... I got my COVID vaccine today, the first shot, and I heard people talking. They're like, did you hear this GameStop business? No, this is the second time Robin Hood and the mad lads off of Wall Street bets might get SEC regulations to change. This is the second time they... If not, they're trying to do it. Might they're trying to do it again with AMC next. Oh, oh yeah, it's AMC and then also uh, I need Robin Hood. I need Robin Hood to also fucking work on my goddamn phone. I right was working now. now. 
Is it? Because I've been trying to yeah. buy some stonks. And do, your, like, <laughs> do your it's stonks working through now, Cash it's currently App. after hours. Yeah. Do your stonks through Cash App. That is one thing I'll say. Robin Hood... My experience with Robin Hood and fucking with stocks, it worked a lot. Cash App's just a whole better experience with that. It's a lot more simplified. It's a lot more straightforward. It's a lot more... If you're trying to make a quick buck, you can do it better through Cash App. So I will say that. And that's just through my personal experience of stocks and Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and... My l- very limited. Somebody hit me up asking me if I knew anything about cryptocurrencies. I'm like, no. Like, I know, like, I'm technologically savvy and I probably could gamify this shit. But that's just not a world I'm trying to be in. Mm-mm. I'm not trying to support the people out here buying up all these 3080s and fucking filling their tr- car with them. Actually, if we're like, I'm going to be oh, 100 yeah. with you. Bitcoin needs to die for environmental reasons. Like, the amount of power that thing was taking still is nah always has been always will be yep oh and TD Ameritrade stopped trading on GameStop and AMC stocks because the stonks is too powerful And, and the funniest thing about it is is that really just just this is all just hedge fund managers getting outmaneuvered on their own game Right. That's all the same. Like, that's the one thing that is good about this. I love it. Is these fat cats who have literally just, like, gotten to a point of all I'm doing is fucking making money off of, like, society taking, like, the free market speaking and society taking its course. And, like, all they have to do is just sit back and let the money pile up. The fact that this GameStop stocks thing has done a better job than the American government at distributing wealth via stocks. But the, the the funny the thing that makes this even funnier is that this is what the fat cats were saying for years. It's like, oh yeah, if you want to make some money, just buy some stocks, yada yada yada. And then they didn't think anybody would do it. They didn't think anyone would do it, and then people did it, played the game, and all of a sudden oh, shit. the Mets got outmaneuvered by Mad Lats off Reddit. That's Mad that's Lads. hilarious. Mad lads. All that had to happen was for it to become a meme. I mean, heck, that's pretty much what happened with the Robin Hood in- infinite money glitch. Like, Wall Street Bets has been like really creating some chaos within finance, and it's hilarious. And it's good because like, they're like, oh well, yeah, because it's like because when you really get down to it, the stock market is just a casino. So let's get on Reddit and game the casino. Right. Let's get on <laughs> some of these Discord channels that might not be as public and make some plays, you know? I could turn my $5 into $10 right quick. <laughs> not against that at all. And then maybe that $10 can become 20 Then I'll be really living the good life. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm just saying you buy some stocks for like three, for like three dollars, right? And then it, all of a sudden it goes up to five hundred by the end of the week. GameStop and less than six j- months ago was trading for like five dollars a share. Less if than I had, six months ago, that's what that's where it was like a week and a half ago. God damn! 
Well, that's also hit, the part that kills me. They hit a record low stock price within the last six months, so. Mm -mm. Stonks. Uh, right. And so, if anybody bought, like. I know there were jokes going around, like, well, now, like, if you wanna buy some stonks in GameStop and get this going, you totally can. And that was the perfect time. Like, I. Part of me is just upset with myself that I didn't just. Oh, you know, no, I'm definitely upset with myself. Scoop I it up. 300% upset with myself. Because I could have hundredfolded whatever money I put in there. Even right. if I put a fucking dollar. A hundred dollars from a dollar? Right. That was just bad, you know, decisions on that, my that, part. That's just one of those. But that, but that's how the that's how the fat cats get the game to themselves. You don't think, eh? I'll just spend my money on something more realistic. I won't play the game. And then it's like, no, no, play the game is real easy. And bam, stonks. <laughs> so, is there anything else anybody wants to say about this whole? GameStop, because I mean, there's a trillion and one articles, Twitter posts. Oh, right. uh, Wall Street bets it's currently private. Uh, they're hoping that uh, the market is, and since the average person doesn't have the power to do like buying and selling during after hours, they're hoping they're going to scare people off by the fact that you know you can't buy GameStop right now, but you probably you're most likely going to be able to buy it at nine when the market opens back up. Right. But it's, you're probably past the point of safely buying GameStop stocks to right. make any money. Yeah, it's you're, like if, it, at, at, at this at time of recording, you're better off either doing AMC or BlackBerry. BlackBerry's at like five dollars uh, a share, while AMC's at like seventeen. It's at nineteen right now. Nineteen, I, and I love and I would like to say I love how all the stocks that are pit, picked are nostalgic. Like it's the movies we used to go to, it's the phones we used to have. We used to go I to never had a black buy video games. It's it's because these things are they're like they have to they have to go bankrupt soon, right? <laughs> right. Well guess what? You know they're mad because like <laughs> young minorities are making money off of their fucking They out got of their pockets. and financed by minorities and poor people. <laughs> How dare we? Right. How dare we listen to their advice for once and then fuck them over. Hold on. Uh, I had to write that down. Um, we came up with a great episode title. Um, but yeah, so the last big news story that I wanted to talk about. Uh, apparently, there's a new KOTOR game coming out. I believe when I see it. Right. I mean, and, and also, like, I don't want them to do Jedi stuff. Like, we did the dissertation on the Jedi already. Let's do some other shit. The, th the well, thing I think they're doing, like, since it seems less like they want to do the Old Republic, they might try and push their new narrative, which is the High Republic. Oh, I thought it was the New Republic, but... That's, that's but... A the High Republic is in between Old Republic and the High and the Council, or all the stuff in Episode 1. So it's in between the Old Republic and Episode 1. I, my Star Wars knowledge is 
in your Chris Jalen in you guys is more ver- well versed Star Wars opinion than me. If they were to be a Knights of the High Republic game, would it be a good game? Potentially, that's one of the yeah. best timelines to do a game like that. The thing about Star Wars is that when it comes to its timelines, uh, episode anything happening where the movies are, are pretty well defined. Like you're going to be doing specific things. Mm-hmm. Anything after the movies and anything in the Old Republic is just free reign to do whatever you want. That's true. So anything pre the movies has the highest chance of being good. Yeah, what he said. That's accurate. Okay. I mean, have they done games where you take place after three? Where? Uh, yeah. Not, like, not in the era of four, like, right after three, the, like, Empire yeah. is now just starting to take over. That's yeah. There's, that's a, there's literally, a straight up a Revenge of the Sith game. That, that in between three and four, that would be Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah. Oh, Yo, yeah. Is that's it? right after yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Order sixty six. Force Unleashed is like, one and two. Yeah. Uh. And these are the ones that I, I actually have a- experience with and have liked. Like, I fucking Force Unleashed Hell, the PSP I, version. I feel like that's the common oh, setting for, I forgot like, about Force a lot Unleashed. of the later, a lot of the, like, more recent games. Yeah. I definitely did Because it's like, you can't, it's was. really hard to do anything, like, during the episode 4 to 6 range, because, you know, your Force users are supposed to be borderline non-existent. Yeah. Or at least in deep, deep hiding. Okay, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, uh, that's why I thought like Jedi Fallen Order was definitely in between four and six. No, it was in between three and four. Wow. All right. Well, this is dead air. <laughs> well, no, well, actually, the thing about um, Knights of the Old Republic is it was a dissertation on what the Jedi were and why the whole light side dark side dichotomy doesn't actually make any sense and why it fails every time. Right. Like, most of the plot of Knights of the Old Republic 2 was on how this Jedi create more Sith than the Dark Side ever did. That's true. Also, if if you think about the way the Jedi, like, are supposed to live... It doesn't make yeah. sense. Hell, I would, no make sense. I would always make a Sith Lord because, oh, fuck, I can force choke and force lightning? Being a <laughs> Sith Lord is also stupid. Their entire... That entire thing is stupid. Their philosophies are dumb as hell. But their Right, abilities, dumb as shit. <laughs> their abilities are A1. And, and that's... But that's the thing about... <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic 2 is that it ended with you taking a neutral route. You're like, no, screw the light side, screw the dark side, I wield the force and I do what I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, all, that's always your best bet. The honestly. consequences are what they be. Mm-hmm. Nobody, the drifter. <laughs> nah, the drifter's um, a fucking, uh, he's a fucking drug mule. I don't care. He's a drug <laughs> mule for the darkness. Yo, you need me to get those packs out? I got you. Hold this, buddy. <laughs> Tie this balloon off. Shove it right up my ass. 
<laughs> All right, Morty, I need you to take oh, those seeds and shove it way up your butthole. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's about it for stories. Chris, I wanted to get some more of your impressions for the from the PS5. Because I kind of let you play, like, a pretty wide range of, like, different games and... Like experiences, I kind of let you kick the tires a bit. Like you beat the Resident Evil Seven demo or Eight demo in like mm-hmm. twenty minutes tops, if even that long. And I then, don't even think it broke ten minutes. Yeah, you once you got going, like at the beginning, you're like, "What the fuck am I supposed to be doing?" Mm-hmm. And then once you got going, you were going. You were like, "All right, I'm Resident Eviling." <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to speed run this game, right? Um, no, okay, yeah, so one thing when we beat the the demo, I really wanted to get into was, like, I want to see what these haptics are all about, and, like, just kind of feel if it's bullshit or not, because I always... Feel the power of the dual sense. Exactly. I was... To see if it actually adds to the gaming, and I was skeptical but i was proven wrong like even just playing call of duty was the first game that we jumped into and yeah before you felt the like shots of the bullets but it just like you were right every time the gun changed or even when you're using a bow you felt the the intensity of pulling the bow back and like the struggle of that while pressing the trigger you felt even the like different like shots from different guns that you were using based on like pistols or SMGs or anything like that like you felt that like recoil almost was different for every gun that you were using and it just kind of made Call of Duty I like I was like my first time going back into like team deathmatch Call of Duty and it was just like fuck yeah this is making me get into it oh yeah I Chris feel like I'm actually like fuck sushi. off for like a second like he had some like PTSD like six kill streak around a fucking corner of a fence like going full team deathmatch mode in not team deathmatch. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> like what was it? Do- not domination or um, control. Control. Yeah, and I was like, oh wait, I'm not trying to just kill these people. I should be taking over. That's probably why we lost. I was just trying to kill and not take point B the entire time. Right, you had point B on lock, but just. I was like, I'm going to just choose violence and go fuck some people up right now. So that was tight. And then we actually, you were nice enough to down, re-download Astro's Playroom. And that was fucking just the coolest. First of all, without the haptics, that's just a fun little game that you get at the beginning of the PS5. Yeah, it's free with every PS5. And even if it's deleted, it's a free download and... Like, I platinum that game because it was a fun little experience. Like, a lot... Mm-hmm. You, you didn't even get to see a lot of the nostalgia and stuff. Like, you didn't get to experience the moment of you getting an artifact and it being the PS2 Slim or something like that. That's cool. But... Yeah, I would... I, I do want to wait. Well, obviously, you already did all that, so that was... I didn't want to go all the way into the entire game because I was like, I just want to... Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this when I get my PS5. I'm gonna probably platinum it just as well, like just like you did, just because it's like a good ass platformer, and it just like it almost in the way of like Ratchet and Clank is the platformer, 
or right. even Spyro, and I was like, man, if Ratchet and Clank does the same thing this game's doing, Ooh, this I can't wait that's going to be the. Clank. Oh yeah, when Ratchet and Clank drops, like I'm definitely that y'all can come over and definitely put hands on with Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. No, but this game also taking you back to like the most nostalgic fucking thing you can if you were a PlayStation lover. Because that, like, that showroom was just cool. Yeah, PlayStation Labo, like, one yeah, of the coolest that. fucking things I've I've done on PS5 at all. Fuck like, me. every single thing that was in that room was because of something I did in the game to mm-hmm. get it. And, like, in the process of platinuming the game, I filled out that room and just... Like, you haven't seen it completely empty, but for it, like, you walk in there and it's just a white room mm-hmm. with, like, a couple robots to what it was, like, As you get to see it fully out, like, fully kitted out with all the artifacts, all the puzzle pieces, all the fucking Easter eggs, all the mm-hmm. bots doing different shit in there. Like, it's really... Yeah, Astro's Playroom is a good game that like if you have a PS5 and you haven't played it it's worth just beating that game and if yeah. like if you beat that game like it's not a super long game I I had to beat it in total front to back at least two times to get the platinum because it was like one time I was just playing through and getting what I could as I went along then it uses the card system which you didn't even get to check out like the card system so when you hit the home button, like, you saw the cards come up every time. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, you're missing one collectible from here. How about you jump to this level and we play the video giving you a hint on the collectible that you're trying to get out of this area. That's cool. So, yeah, I think you're going to have a good time of just... playing that game like if you have a ps5 mm-hmm. and you haven't played it astro's playroom is definitely like a must play it's completely free it's probably pre-installed it might be taking up ssd space and you don't even fucking know it so beat it and then delete it platinum it then delete it <laughs> yeah but beat it and delete it rhymed almost yeah it's more <laughs> I was of a trying thing. something there <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, you call it. You did Call of Duty. You did Astros. Astros. What else? Did I? I don't think we played anything else. No. Uh, you got into the speed runs on Astro for a quick second. You did that shit like was fun. somehow you did less in the speed run mode than I did in the speed run mode. Well, I did one. I. I did one and I got 46 seconds, got you a new record, and then yeah. I went to go to the lightning. I did a level that you hadn't done, and I... You are just like, fuck it. Uh, yeah, I died too many times. I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Oh, you beat the final boss, which... Oh, yeah, one try. Let's go. Yeah, I was like, this is way harder when I did it. Like, Chris beat that shit in one try, and I definitely had no idea. It something just clicked inside my brain of like I've done this before in different video games, and I was like, yeah, I can do this. It just it definitely got hard at the end where the dude was just shooting shit out of the eye like laser beam, laser beam. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking die. I see why you died five times. But yeah, it was fine. 
you got to see the i don't want to spoil it for people who are actually going to play it yeah like you just got to see like for people who know chris got a he played cooling springs he did a couple of the speed run levels because you you did cooling springs front to back so like all four areas of that demo you did Mm-hmm. And you got to see the like that end part of that level is one of my favorite parts of that fucking game. When you pop out and it does the PlayStation home screen music and you mm-hmm. turn around and see the XMB, holy fucking yeah, cool. shit! Does it do that for all levels? Like you pop out and it's that themes. Yep. That's fine. that like boot up sound for whatever particular generation it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. does really cool things like you. If you were trying to do the PS1 level, and mm-hmm. while that level is some of the most bullshit in that game... It is. It has... It that, does some really cool things with, like, the fa- the amount of noises you didn't even realize you were nostalgic for with the PS1. Yeah. I think if you are a nerd for PlayStation, just fucking play it. Just definitely give this game a boot up. It takes no time to boot this game up. PS5, that's one thing I'll say. It takes no time to boot shit up in this PS5. Yep, you quit out of uh, Ghost of Tsushima fast as fuck. And didn't even realize. I was like, well, you just closed that game. Oh, that's the one thing. You got to see Ghost of Tsushima running at an unlocked frame rate. That was... Damn near locked. How how was that? How was that? It was so smooth. I mean, he would talk about... I unlocked, uh, he didn't even have the uh, water, water stance unlocked, so that he was very early in the game. So I'm trying to do shit that I'm like, because I'm almost done. You're trying those. to stance swap? Yeah, trying to I'm do trying to do like crazy shit and like dodge roll and fucking, and I was like, oh, this is hard. I forgot that this game actually started off hard and it got easier as you progressed. But right. those fights, just smooth parrying, just like. Dodge, parry, slap. Brutes are still a bastard. But yeah, everything else was great. Like, even shooting with an arrow of like seeing the characters. Oh, yeah. Chris was doing trick shots and shit. (laughs) I was like, honestly impressed by what I was seeing. It was so good. Yeah. I want a PS5. When they're readily available, I'll get a PS5. Alright. You might have a better chance of getting the vaccine. I got a vaccine and PS5 out here living. It's a dream over here. Has that craving for human flesh started yet? Just let us know when it does. (laughs) Trust me, I'll. I was over here today. Discord, like, yo, y'all looking kind of (laughs) scrumptious. Yeah, if I say that, that's a red flag. Take me out then. If I ever pop into the Discord and call y'all scrumptious, take me out. That's it. <laughs> it's red flag. We got you, bro. Oh. Alright, uh, Madrid, Jalen, either y'all got a one more thing or anything notable you've played or seen or done in the video gaming space this week? You know what? Killer Instinct is back. Max is ho- hosting a Killer Instinct tournament this year, so hell yeah. Hell yeah. Maximilian, dude, out here doing hell the yeah. Lord's work. Hell right. Yeah. You um, saying that sh- reminded me. Guilty Gear Strive is apparently going to be using the same netcode that they built for Accent Core on Steam on console. 
so we're going oh, to have that sweet, sweet rollback. Yeah, let's go. I'm on Guilty Gear Strive. I don't know what we're going to get with I'm it, ready. I've played nothing but fighting games. I'm, I'm ready. to look at it if not anything else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a nice, nice visual spectacle. And the music. The music's good, too. Daddy's bullshit blazing. And it has a music player with not only the Strive soundtrack, but other Guilty Gear soundtracks available in the music player. They put out a trailer randomly, and I watched Maximilian Dude and, like, his crew, like, their live reaction to the trailer. And that trailer had had some heat. And it looks like the lobby system might not be as fucked as we previously thought, so... Yo, I wrote a a fucking essay on my um, survey for them, so I hope they they read it and took it into consideration. We'll know if they add Ichigo. (laughs) 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 One fan was so passionate about this, we decided to put in fucking Ichigo. Don't ask us how we did it, (laughs) but we did (laughs) (laughs) you know arc system works has worked with sean and jump before wouldn't be a first yeah yeah all right yeah i mean yeah (laughs) all right well if nobody else has one more thing speak now or forever hold your peace do you have a one more thing Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Uh, remember, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Anton63X's Chris. Chef and Chris. Jalen. Squid Bishop. Madrid. Speedwagon X. Alright, this has been a No It's Good production. The video version is edited by Lana Twisted Mind. The audio version is edited by Akuma Santi. Until next time, keep it cheesy.